You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams with me, Jeremy Nichols, here with Nelson Newth. Nelson, before we get into any basketball talk, Tell me and tell the people how you are doing. I am doing excellent. My um, my football team got a head coach today, and Absolutely. my basketball team, yes, yes, Sean Payton, <laughs> um, and my basketball team won uh, an impressive game at home, a little mm-hmm. bounce-back victory for the home team. And um, so I'm excited, man. And it's great always to see you and, and talk a little nuggets. It's mutual, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, like I said, we, well, we are fans of the same football and basketball team. So a lot of the same feelings that you got going on, I am, uh, I'm right there with you, obviously. Um, you know, yep. loving the fact that the Broncos finally decided to do something um, and get a veteran head coach, somebody who, you know, we think can actually come in and make an immediate impact um, because, you know, the Broncos have dealt with so many coaches that are just like first year guys switching offensive coordinators to head coaches going through the Vance Joseph situations, the Vic Fangio situation, obviously with most recently with Nathaniel Hackett, um, you know, so it is it is nice to see an established guy, a Super Bowl yeah. winning guy come in and yeah. um you know, let's let's see. Let's see how that works. But of course, as of right now, um, well, we saw the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup last season. So it's it's almost there's something brewing in 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 Colorado right now. There's something brewing, obviously, um, with the Denver Nuggets right now who have been playing really well as of late. Of course, they had a one and two road trip, but a lot of that had to do with load management and a couple things that happened in between their um, personal issues with, with family members and things like that happening. So it definitely was not all basketball um, no. over the past week or so. It was not, but you know, the Nuggets made it through as of right now, they are still sitting first in the West with, I believe, a two and a half game lead over the Memphis Grizzlies, who are currently sitting in second place. Um, and they were on a five game losing streak just recently. I think they just won the other night against the Pacers. That's and in right. that game, they were getting blown out in the first half. And then somehow John ja Morant found something and um, he was able to, to help propel them to come back and win that game. Um, but just a quick recap of the road trip that the Nuggets were recently on. Um, obviously, they. They played the the Philadelphia 76ers. We're just going to talk about the most recent game itself, Um, you know, and the Nuggets were up multiple times in that game by about 15 points. Um, But ultimately, they did not win that game. You know, we we talked about it even pre-show, you know, seeing how it, it seemed like it was just another game for the Nuggets. I know everybody hyped it up, this whole battle of the Titans, the the Jokic versus Embiid and all this other stuff. Embiid did care. Um, that is the yeah. absolute fact. He did care about the outcome of that game and the just the visuals, the aesthetics. Like he cared about that. You know, you could tell by the gestures to the crowds and all these different things. But to Jokic, who you know, you mentioned in our pre-show here, where you didn't think that was one of Jokic's best games at all, and I would have to agree with that. From the stats, it, it was all right. 
Um, but we could we we know as fans watching him play, we know that he could have done a lot more. Absolutely done a lot more. What were what were your thoughts just watching that game just throughout? Well, I think um, you know, I just think that in the end, he tried to facilitate instead of being an aggressor on the right. offensive end. Um, I thought PJ Tucker took him out of his game. Um with the small ball defender. Um, I do too. I re I really wanted to see Joker take it to Tucker. I also wanted to see Jokic post up lower on the box as opposed to the high post, you know, maneuvers that he's, you know, he typically starts at. I would have liked to have seen him down on the block and let's see how PJ Tucker could have dealt with the height difference. But I thought I thought Joker, you know, you talked about this too before the game. The this kind of thing doesn't mean much to uh Nikolai. I think he just doesn't care about the MVP thing. I think I think it was an important game. I think the Nuggets actually came out really strong and I think they they felt the the idea or thought about the idea of almost like a playoff type atmosphere so i thought their intensity was great i know they lost it in the third quarter the the lead and then after that um like i said i thought joker when we needed him to be aggressive on the offensive end was passive and didn't take over the game like we wanted to see and to him it didn't matter but to the team it did and so I thought by far his worst game of the year. Um, also defensively, um, Embiid got whatever he wanted. And so um, he also hit um, some, uh, you, know, hot, you know, very difficult shots. He did. hit out at a he high sure percentage. Did, yeah. He hit it at a high percentage. He took a lot more shots than, than Joker did. But in the end, it's one game. Um, would have liked to have seen them win that one, but they didn't. And they came home tonight and played a really good team and won, um, you know, a tough second half battle where they really played much better defensively in the second half and shut down some players and, and really had a nice comeback victory, um, you know, stopping the two game losing streak. And uh, hopefully starting a new home winning streak. That's 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 the plan. Um, that is definitely the plan. You know, like you mentioned, playing against the New Orleans Pelicans tonight um, without Zion Williamson. Um, obviously, that team in itself, they they are a really good team overall. They are the, the Pelicans are a really good team when they are healthy. The issue is all season they've been missing players. This person has been out. Brandon Ingram. This is this has been. Um, this was his third game back from injury, so he was gone right. for a while. Um, I don't really understand the way that they utilize Jonas Valanciunas very much. Um, yeah. Because I think with – I don't know if there's something with him and Willie Green or something, but um, he, as of late, um, he does not see the court as much. I think yeah. they they like they like the the intensity and the mobility of Larry Nance. Um, Larry Nance Jr. I think he is the way that he's been playing as of late. He's starting to take a lot of Valanciunas' minutes. And we kind of saw that tonight because even when Jokic was dominating the boards, I mean, you're talking about he ended with 18 rebounds. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, that is what he does. He is a rebounding center like that is that's or at least that's what he was known to do. Um, but as of late, they, you know, Willie Green seems to have been opting into a more small ball lineup. And obviously when you're playing against a center that is as skilled as Nikola Jokic, that is not going to work. Yeah. It is not because he is going to put his head down, especially when he is in the mentality of, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this. Once yeah. he starts thinking that way, oh, it's a wrap. You, 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 well, need, you need bodies out there. And I don't think that um, Nance is somebody that can guard him. It, oh, it kind of reminded no. me a little bit of of um, Nasri 
speed plane mm-hmm. trying to play against Joker in the low post. It's just an unfair matchup. I did think Larry Nance came in and gave them um, a nice little boost off the bench. He was, yeah, I believe, six minutes. six of seven from the field, 11 mm-hmm. rebounds. Um, so he was impressive. I, To be honest with you, this is going to shock you maybe a little bit. I think this team, the Pelicans, could be the biggest challenge for the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. And obviously that is is predicated on Zion coming back. But you put him on this team with what they have right now. I think they are a serious, serious challenger in the West that nobody's talking Mm -hmm. about. And I mean, they just lost their ninth game in a row, which is really um, unfortunate for them. But you look at the talent that they have up and down the lineup. I am really impressed by the team. And Zion is, when he's healthy, is a top 10 player. Um, he, he There's yes, nobody he that the Nuggets have who can defend him. And I don't know if there's very many people around the NBA that no. can defend him. I can't. Because he's I can't such a big body. People. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He's such a big body. Like, there's nobody that's as physically gifted as he is, right. and you can't stop him. He's just too big. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to bring that up tonight because I'm, I'm a big believer in the Pelicans, and if they do, and there's a, that's a big if, if right. they do get healthy, I see them as a, as a surprise contender for the West. No, I, 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 I totally agree with that. Um, I think them and probably the Sacramento Kings right now are two teams that are are sleepers. Um, because I know, listen, I mean, people people talk about them, but I don't think enough. Um, but I do like the Sacramento Kings. I think they they have a nice lineup, especially with the ability to open up the three point line with the Kevin Herders and Harrison Barnes and Malik Monk. Um, and when the Aaron Fox is hitting threes and, you know, even sometimes you'll get DeMontis Sabonis on the three point line, hitting some threes. I, yeah. That is a talented team as well. So I like, I like both of those teams a whole lot. Um, but you are absolutely correct. If Zion Williamson is in fact healthy going into a playoff series and Brandon Ingram is healthy, CJ McCollum is healthy. Jones. I oh, love Jones. Man. Yeah, Herbert Jones played really well tonight. I mean, he, yeah. he was disruptive. He's a tough defender. He is. He is. He is. It's interesting because even the last, I think I want to say the last couple times the Nuggets have played them. um, I think last season in particular, there was a game where Herbert Jones, and obviously last season was his rookie season. And he had a really good offensive game against the Nuggets last year too. Um, So there's just something about the Nuggets that he, he finds to this. oh, Oh, I found a soft spot. Let me attack. Um, but he doesn't on both ends. I believe he ended with maybe five steals tonight. Yeah. Um, He was and like 18 points. Uh, yeah, he's super long. I mean, he's got an incredible wingspan. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is, is our, our nugget killer did not kill us tonight was Jose Alvarado. Three points, I believe. Yeah. So Malone really focused on shutting him down. I think that had to be in the game plan. And, um, and they did it. And so that's a, that's a positive thing for tonight's game is they, they really shut him down. And um, because he, the last three or four games, he's, he's really beat up the nuggets that did not happen tonight. So that was, Mm -hmm. that was a positive uh, thing for this game in particular. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. Now, um, speaking about Michael Malone, right? You just talked about him um, adjusting certain things on a defensive end to obviously stop Jose Alvarado, which is kind of crazy to think about. 
But as Nuggets fans, we understand how his ability has affected the last couple of games against the Pelicans. Um, but what we are seeing with Michael Malone, right? We, I saw something pretty blatant tonight, pretty blatant. I mean, um, I did tweet about it initially when I, when I noticed it, when we saw um, there were a couple things. First, the one that I think is maybe not as big a deal, um, but we did see those moments where um, they were testing out the lineup and there was no Nikola Jokic out there. There was no Jamal Murray. But in my opinion, I mean, and my and, and it seems like a lot of people agreed with me um, because we have been seeing recently where throughout the win streak prior to the road trip, the Nuggets were making sure that Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic was always on the court. Regardless, if they're not together, one of them was always out there. And that in itself was helping keep the Nuggets afloat. Now, we didn't see that tonight. Um, we saw we saw where Michael Malone decided to just let the bench guys go out there and play. We saw Bones play for what? I don't know, maybe three minutes. He went out there and, and took a number of ill-advised shots, tried to force the issue a bit, a bit and... Um, Obviously, we saw that he got pulled almost immediately. Um, what were your thoughts on just one seeing the moment where um, Michael Malone decided to go kind of against the, the recent grain, as we can see, um, and play without Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray on the court? And then, you know what, we'll 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 get into the bones thing. So let's just talk about just that. One yeah, I mean, I. I actually um, thought the first half was a disaster when that happened. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, and if you listen to the commentators, they made um, some mention of that. I thought in the second half, they did a much better job. Um, they kept the lead around 10 right. um, during that five-minute stretch that uh, Joker was out and Jamal was out. I think it's an interesting idea not to stagger the lineup in that way. Um, I'm not quite sure what the benefit is at this moment. Um, not having that. I did notice that Aaron Gordon was also a part of that mix. They had Aaron Gordon and Jeff green. There was no Zeke Naji also Correct. in the stack in the second half. So not only did Bones sit, Zeke was on the bench, and they had Aaron Gordon and Jeff Gordon. Wonder what that excuse means. Me, <laughs> Jeff Green and Aaron Gordon, and right. um, and I think Pope and Brown and the other and Christian Brown was kind of that unit, mm-hmm. and so they went a little more small ball, and I thought they did well. I I. I I thought they did a good job in the second half. First half was a little rough. First half was with bones. Um, Right. So um, it's an interesting situation that's come up um, with bones Highland. And yeah, I mean, I think no better time to talk about that than right now, because I think it's, it's really the biggest story of the day in Denver. I think and there was outside of what you're wearing that shirt and what happened with that team. Correct. I think it was actually in some ways a good deflection of what's going on with the nuggets. Um, Cause it took away some of the, the talking points of the talking heads about what's going on with bones. Um, Cause it could be a distraction also. Um, could be. So there's just, there's so many layers to this story um it's it's gonna be fun to talk about it so let's do it yeah let's absolutely i mean obviously you know going into the weekend um you started to see numerous stories and rumors circulating about the nuggets just initially gauging the interest of teams around the league right um of of bones highland and and seeing how you know what, what they thought about maybe potential trades. I'm sure that's a part of it. Um, but when I first saw the, the rumor, right, the first thing that, that went through my mind was when Bones Highland sees this, he's going to take this personally. Um, right. Because, you, you know, being a, a young kid, like you could tell he plays with, with pure emotion. Sure. That is his driving force. You know, there's a lot of players in the league who – when they play, it's it's based on repetition and the things that they do in the gym. Bones Highland, one of the things that that's 
the great part and also maybe the part that's um, taking away from him as well is the fact that he's solely like you could tell it's all passion, all emotion all the time. Now that, like I said, that's, that's a good thing or a bad thing because if you're having a bad game, oh, it's really bad. But right. if you're having a good game, it's really good. So it, it it all depends, right? So obviously when I saw that, like I said, the first thing I thought about was just the fact that I think when he sees this, because he's done a number of interviews recently, um, podcasts and different things covering, you know, talking about the Nuggets and talking about how much he wants to be here because he's playing with a two-time MVP and he loves the city, loves the people, um, you know, so he's talked about that. But one of the things that we're starting to see, obviously, with this, you know, the business of the NBA and sports in general is a brutal business. It really is like teams are going to do what they feel like is necessary to to win. And obviously, this Denver Nuggets team, this is essentially a championship or bust year. And that's the way I see it. I I know they see it that way. Right. And I think some people might be okay with just, you know, maybe making the Western Conference finals or whatever. No, I this is the year I think the Nuggets can like can and should win it all. Um, Now, we have been talking about Bones as of late and just his play. You know, we have not seen any any level of consistent play from him recently. We have not. He's had games where he's come out and he would hit a couple of threes and you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Now we're starting to see it. And then all of a sudden, the second half, it's just brick after brick after brick, tossing the ball out of bounds. And, um, you know, one thing about a championship team, you have to have consistency on all fronts. You you may not have players that are as talented, but you don't want to bring players on the court that are going to lose games for you. Very similar to like a J.R. Smith, right, from from back in in the, the the 2000s Nuggets. J.R. Smith was very similar to that. He is a he was a player who could go out there, and I'm talking about he could just rain three after three after three. But then the next game, he could be he can shoot one of fourteen, and that could be a consistent right. thing, you know. So you definitely don't want to see that level of inconsistent play from the guy who is essentially running your second unit. So so for me is it's I mean I I I see I mean. The writing is on the wall. That's the way that I see it, because I think after tonight, you could kind of tell they were tinkering with some lineups and kind of looking at it like, okay, this is kind of how things would look without bones. You could see it like it wasn't even just an opinion. You can see that happening. And I don't know if Zeke Naji could be a part of something based on obviously what we saw tonight, too. He could also be included in something if that's something that they were trying to, to look and see what they had. Um, but what were your thoughts just just seeing the game tonight um, with the lack of bones as well as just what were your thoughts when you first saw the rumors? Well, the first thing that I, I think about is um, when you hear the announcers talk about the, the whole situation and that they talked to Malone and Malone basically said, um, we had a conversation and the conversation was, you're on a championship team, we feel like. And if this is going to be about playing time for you and the fact that you're not getting enough playing time. See, I think this isn't, this has come out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I agree. I mean, I agree. this has caught all Nuggets fans off, off guard because I think we all really like Bones. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, and I think this has caught us off off guard. And I think the reason is there's more to the story than we're hearing. And what I'm hearing is that he doesn't like the amount of minutes that he's getting. And he feels like he deserves more time. And Malone is saying, look, you're on a championship team. This is not about you. This is about the team. And until your game comes around to its full capacity as far as offensively and defensively where you're consistent where you're consistent you're not going to get the minutes until that happens and like you said especially defensively where he's rated as one of the worst defenders in the NBA right and so and we've talked about that and so 
I think this is being spurred mostly by Bones, not by the Nuggets. And the Nuggets are saying, okay, if you feel that way, we will look to see if we can move you in a situation similar to the what we did with Bull Bull. Right. And I think that's what they're thinking. And so, and then when you go into the second half, you can see defensively they are a much different and better team without him on the floor. When Christian Brown is on the floor with KCP mm-hmm. and and Brown, you've got three outstanding perimeter defenders. Then you add in um, Aaron Gordon, another good defender, and Jeff Green is an adequate defender. Right. So I like that part of the um, the way it, it worked out in the second half. I thought they played really much better defense with that that five mm-hmm. than they did uh, in the first half. And so I don't have any problem with that. I don't want to give up on Bones Highland because um, I do think he's a tremendous talent. But we've got to see it on both ends. And I just want to say this, too. There was also, interesting enough, a little commentary by former Nuggets coach George Carl about Bones Island. And I don't I know if you saw that. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then also our friend Bones Island just got named to the um, rising stars. Rising yep. stars. Yep. So there's, there's, there's a lot of components um, to this whole thing. And it's really interesting. If it's just for a number one pick, I, I just wonder it, would that be a wise move? You know, right. is it if it's a number one pick that you then take and move on to get or package for another player or two? Well, for, first round, to, first round pick. Yeah, if you get a first round pick and you move that pick in the trade, maybe you package a you know a player and a pick to get somebody. Then right, you know, I'm fine with that, but. I don't want to give up on bones yet. I think the kid is just that he's young and needs to, you know, have a little learning curve and let's stick with this guy. I don't want to see another situation like you and I talked about bull bull where we moved on from him. And um, obviously that young man has a tremendous amount of talent, but I think the nuggets might be in that, in that position right now where they feel like if you're going to push us into a corner, we're going to go ahead and act on it and see what possibilities are out there and, and maybe make a move. I think it's really a real possibility that in the next nine days or so, he gets traded. And I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, I think just seeing it, right? I mean, you know, we talked about it. He is, he's a, he's a young kid, you know, he just yeah. got into the league and, one thing I will say about Bones, I mean, I love his story, you know, obviously with the house fire and all these different things that he's been through. So he he is a guy who has been through a lot. He has been yeah. through a lot. Um, and we have seen some flashes of greatness. We've seen some things even last year against the Sixers where, I mean, Bones just went out there and lit that team up, yeah. you know, and it was just interesting to see. I mean, he's had a, he's had a number of really great moments, um, so just like you, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see the team give up on him. Um, but the, the other side of that coin is if the nuggets truly believe that there is somebody out there or some players out there who can bring, at least they can, they can bring something to the team that, that helps galvanize, um, especially the second unit, I would be all for it. Um, but it would be unfortunate to lose bones, especially in his second year, you know, because I think we haven't really seen the best of him yet. Very similar to like, you know, what we talked about with Bobo, we, we saw flashes, but we never really got to see him become the player that a lot of us assumed he could, um, even during the draft process and things like that. Um, so it would be unfortunate, but I do think that it is highly it's 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 more likely than not at this point. Um, I think it is starting to look like that. I mean, even we saw today um, where you know you know how people on Twitter they don't miss anything, man. They do not 
one of the reasons too why I like engaging with Nuggets fans on there. Um, but I did I did notice, and a lot of people noticed that Bones did in fact remove Denver Nuggets point guard from his Twitter profile for a little while, and I believe you know people tagging him and stuff, letting them know that they noticed, and it kind of becoming a bigger thing. And I think he also did a um, a podcast or at least an interview with dnvr sports i believe he did today yeah um shout out to dnvr um so he's and and i think when they asked him if you know what is what are his, his thoughts on the trade stuff he's basically saying that he doesn't care um right like you know pretty much if it happens it happens it's whatever it is what it is so i think that's what, his mentality yeah sorry but what does that tell you like what are those two things that he did back to back tell you it tells me and you've already mentioned it he's a young man Mm -hmm. and he's immature and if he's the one directing this whole thing by saying hey i want more playing time that's not going to happen it's not going to happen on his timeline it doesn't mean it's not going to happen so you're on a championship team potentially if you play your way back into the rotation or if you're not maybe he's not even out of the rotation but if you come be, become more consistent if you're a better defender those things can change in a hurry mike Make malone's it. proven that he's willing to give people these second chances this is a time for bones to grow up a little bit maybe and uh realize that this could be a great situation for him still. And he could be a big part of this team going down the stretch, but it doesn't sound good right now. And those things don't sound like they're going to happen right now. So hopefully there's a change of heart, but I, I have my, my doubts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's an unfortunate moment. Um, like you said, I do think obviously this whole thing kind of blindsided us as Nuggets fans. Um, and one of the things that I, that I try to do is just to, to see, right, test the water, see how Nuggets fans feel, which is why, you know, I, I, I tweeted about that, essentially asking people like, hey, we're seeing these rumors. How are you guys feeling? And when I tell you it was 100% split down the middle. Right. I mean, you had so many people who were like, oh, this is devastating news. Why would the franchise even consider doing this? Um, But then you had the other people like, hey, I mean, I figured it would be happening or, you know, this is well, listen, the team has to do what's best for them. So you kind of have people split down the middle. So because as of right now, he is such a polarizing character and a figure in Nugget sports like like on on the team. You know, because he, you know, those types of players, where they're, they're just, that's him. Like, he's just that type of player. Yeah, but that's surprising to me, too, that, that you would get the 50-50 split. I would think mm-hmm. it was more 80-20 in favor of Bones. Because yeah. he is such a likable guy. I mean, he's got a infectious laugh. Um, I remember after the one game with him and Christian Brown together and he goes mile high city, baby. No, he was, he's such a fun loving kid. Like you really want to see him mature and become a great player here in Denver Um, because his, his shooting ability is uh, really amazing depending on the situation obviously he's had some struggles recently but he's got the range he's got the ability to turn around that second unit and have a big impact um Mm -hmm. so you hate to just give up on him and he's i mean 23 years old um just don't want to see that happen but maybe we're past that that point right now i'm not I'm not quite sure. One other thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was amazing, because I, um, I heard when we talked last time with Alex and and Jack, well, we were talking about adding different players, and we, um, Alex made a comment about, well, I wonder if a certain person could go into, you know, the cap situation. Right. So I took I took a look at our cap, and um, that place that person. 
was the um, the guard from San Antonio, the guy that I wanted. Um, uh, Josh Richardson. Uh, Jod Richardson, yeah. Right. He's making $12 million a year. He's averaging about 12 points a game. Um, so sorry to change subjects like no, that. No, you're good. But, but here's the interesting thing. So the Nuggets are $46 million over the cap. Okay. Yeah, which was kind of middle of the road, which I thought was amazing. The the Warriors are number one at seventy eight million over the cap. Not surprising. Yeah, they. Now, now I I have a question. (laughs) I have a question for you. How many teams do you think are under the cap? Ooh, it's got a. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe eight to ten. Maybe I can't. I can't really. I can't really. No, think it would be sir. No, sir. So this was amazing to me. Five teams are under the cap. Five in wow. the M- in the NBA, and wow. San Antonio is um, the lowest. Um, a surprise team that has not um, seen their players get paid yet. The Memphis Grizzlies are wow. one of those five teams that are under the cap. And I just found that to be completely fascinating. That, that is a surprise. The Grizzlies, that is an yeah. absolute surprise for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, interesting to see, like, you know, another part of the Bones thing, which I heard was are they thinking of trading Bones so they can sign Bruce Brown long term? Okay. And the interesting part about that, that was another Twitter. Um, somebody brought that up on Twitter. And the and I thought to myself, well, Bones is only making two million a year at this stage. Right. So I can't imagine you're forty six million over the cap that you care about two million dollars no. and that that's gonna be the reason that you assign Bruce Brown. I just can't imagine that being the case. I would love, and I think we all would love, although he did struggle a little bit tonight, to see uh, Bruce Brown be a long-time Denver Nugget for sure. Yeah, uh, He's certainly, uh, I think, become a big fan favorite for everybody. He had a huge dunk and a huge three-pointer tonight to kind of change momentum also. Um, right. Kind of struggled a little bit the last couple of games in general. Didn't shoot the ball that well in uh, Milwaukee. Did okay against um, the Sixers. Struggled a little bit again tonight, but came through in the in the clutch moments for some big points. But love to see him get an extension. But yeah, I thought the cap thing was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah that 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 is interesting. I've I one of the things about me, um, and I think most people who know me know this. Like I study the league pretty pretty closely, right? Um, there's not much that I don't know about, like specific teams, players, all that type of stuff. But that I did not know that salary. Ca- I, but that's also one thing, too. I don't really pay too much attention to like the the, the pay of different players. That's probably right, the one right. thing that I don't I never really look at, because honestly, I just I don't really care about it as much. Um, right. Because it all, all it does is make me depressed that all these guys make so much money and I don't, um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I try I not you. to care too much about what they make. You. But obviously, you know, it is a business and that does affect who is on your who's in your lineup, who's on your sure. team. And, and sure. you know, so that's obviously a big deal. But that is very surprising that the Memphis Grizzlies are a team under the cap. I would not have guessed that at all. Um, yeah, so the interesting part about that too, sorry to interrupt, was um, so I think the max amount of money before you hit the cap, um, and somebody could correct me on this, but I think it was um, a hundred and thirty-six million is what the number was, and um, the Nuggets have three players that make ninety million. Yeah. So, and that doesn't include Aaron Gordon. So you're talking about Joker, Murray, and Porter are, I think, at 92 million for the top three players. And then you have, uh, again, 136 is your top. 
So now they're forty six million. The N- do you think the NBA needs to up the cap? I mean, they, they might. Ser- I mean, they you got five teams a under little it bit recently, but not Holy a whole lot. Holy cow! I think it's time for them to look at those numbers because they are. What, and then you you think about what those teams pay. Don't they have to pay double the amount that they're over the cap as a penalty? Yep. So luxury I mean, tax penalty. Now a lot yes, of these, a lot of these owners have oodles and oodles of money, including obviously the Warriors ownership group. But that just seems completely insane to me that that's what the cap is right now. So, anyways, yeah. It, uh, I mean, but but that in itself shows you how much money they're making. Yes. You know, like on the other side of it, because, of course, that's the, the side of it that we don't see. Um, but, I mean, Golden State, I know for a fact they are making money. Because if you look at just the, the value of the franchise, that in itself has changed and gone up by a significant amount ever since Steph Curry has been a part of that team. Um, and of course, since they've been winning championships and now you're seeing it with all the jersey sales and all these different things. I mean, look at look at the influence the Warriors fans have had, you know, look at oh, yeah. the votes, the votes for Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins, guys who I mean, Looney should not be an all star. No way. He has missed a majority of the season, but yet he's still gotten so many more votes then, I mean, I believe he got even more votes than Aaron Gordon. And so did oh, Kevin, sure. Kevon Looney. It's, it's, and so, so did these, Draymond Green. Yeah, correct. Correct. So so that kind of shows you the influence of their fans and the amount of people. And, you know, so I know for a fact, the Warriors, um, obviously the Nuggets, they I believe I mean, we got to win a championship to really justify um, certain things. Right. But. Yeah, I, that is a crazy thing to think about. I think that's yeah. the one part of the league that I had not really paid too much attention to. Um, but I might look into it a little bit more because it is kind of interesting to think that there's certain teams who like they're just like, listen, I we're not paying all y'all right now. We're just gonna keep flipping <laughs> players every year, keep our money to ourselves, go to our yeah. state dinners, and we good. Well, you know, we don't so, have our fact checker tonight in Jack. No, nah, we do not to, ba- <laughs> to back to back up my uh, my numbers. But yeah, it it would be interesting for you to take a look at it. And you know, the Cronkies deserve a lot of credit for paying you know an exorbitant amount of money over the cap as it stands. Right. So, are they going to be responsible uh, with any trade that they make? and picking up somebody else, it'll be interesting to see if they value that or if they value the thought of actually bringing home a championship for Denver. Gotcha. Like they did with the avalanche. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is very possible. I think um, over the last few years, we have been seeing a lot of things that had not happened in the past before. Um, Obviously with the Toronto Raptors winning their first championship, you know, the St. Louis Blues winning their first Stanley Cup. Shout out to the Blues. That's my squad. There you um, go. You know, and, and you know, seeing this the the Avalanche kind of just with their resurgence, you know, and, and them getting their Stanley Cup back. So a lot of things can happen in sports, man. A lot of things can happen. Now, um, we're just hoping, obviously, for the best for the Nuggets. Now, before before we get out of here, because I know it's late. Sure. Um, sure. I did want to ask you one more question here right before we we headed out. Now, let's just say you did mention that the three-headed monster lineup tonight where it was Christian Brown, KCP, and Bruce Brown, right? Obviously, the person on that lineup who had not been getting a whole lot of minutes was Christian Brown. But we saw a significant bump in his minutes tonight solely because of this whole Bones Highland situation. Now, my question to you is, if a trade does happen, right, how much do you trust Christian Brown moving forward based on the stuff that you've seen from him um, as of late? You know, I it's a tar, it's a hard answer. It's a good question. It's a hard answer. Um, Christian Brown to me is a glue guy. Um, right. He does everything kind of like a Swiss Army knife, kind of like everything really well. Um, I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but he. Um, He's been really surprised me this year. Gets a lot of rebounds, gets a lot of steals. Not totally confident in his three-point shoot, shooting right. um, or, a, you know, his jump shot in general. 
I like when he takes the ball to the rim. He's got surprising hops. He does, uh, yeah. Ab- above, above average uh, defender, perimeter, and otherwise. Um, I like his game a lot. And he's somebody you can trust. And right. I think that's the difference between him and Bones. Even if you don't get a great offensive game from Christian, you're going to get a good defensive game from Christian, and you know that's going to happen. You know he's going to get the off um, offensive rebound. You know he's going to be a grinder, a good defender. Right. Those are things you know. You can count on those things. You can't count on his three-point shot, but you can count on those other things. And I think in this mindset that they have they have to have defense and that's the solution gotcha 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 i i was i was curious because i'll be honest with you i've been really impressed with him you know as of late as well i think i mean most nuggets fans that i've been seeing were kind of just like man why is christian brown not getting more minutes you know that's because right. every time he's on the court you do see that hustle you do you mentioned the word grind like he He's out there and he it's, it's almost like he's constantly trying to prove himself. Um, and, you know, even going back to Kansas, because I watched a lot of his highlights after he got drafted, because I'll be honest, I didn't know a whole lot about him individually before that. But um, looking him up and seeing what he I mean, and he's a winner. That yeah. kid is a winner. And I think so he has that winning mentality. And I think that is exactly what the Nuggets need right now. They need to have players who you mentioned it. You can trust when they go out on the court. They may not hit all the threes. They may not be this this amazing player offensively. But what they but what you can rely on is the fact that they will be hustling. They'll go after the loose balls. They'll be they'll crash the boards to get those rebounds. They'll be in the passing lanes. That is what you need to win a championship. You need more players like that. So for me, I I love the idea of Christian Brown getting more minutes moving forward because we know what we can get. And let's be real. Even if he's not hitting a bunch of threes, he has hit some threes. So at least teams That's do right. have to pay attention to the fact that he's capable. He may not be as efficient as a KCP, but he has the ability. And I think the more he, the more repetition we get from him um, and the more teams have to respect his shot as well is going to open up the offense even more. So I just you wanted to uh, bring that up. Yeah, and I just want to finish on that point, too, that um, it's not like he has an ugly shot, right? Right, right. Like his shot actually is a smooth-looking, fluid shot, which I think um, might surprise some people. The thing that I like about him, and I'll end on this, is that he's always around the basketball, meaning he's always in the right place at the right time especially on the offensive end to get an extra offensive possession. Right. You'll see him come up with a loose ball or something, a uh, long rebound. Christian Brown is around the ball and comes up with these kinds of plays that can make a difference and give you an extra possession. Correct. And that's what I like about him. Yeah, I mean, they mentioned it tonight. Um, the The four losses that the Nuggets have had at home – I mean, essentially, those losses were like three points or less. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that right there. So you mentioned it correctly. That one possession could change everything. That one loose ball, that one offensive rebound, that one steal could change the entire dynamic of or it could change the result of the game. So you need more players like that. And I think the, the identity of the Nuggets has changed over the past year, obviously, with, with Calvin Booth kind of coming in and saying, listen, we need wing defenders. We need guys who are three and D players, not just tiny guys who can hit threes. Like that's not that you got to have guys who can do it on both ends. And Christian Brown does in fact fit that mold very well. Um, KCP, Bruce Brown, those guys are, are proving that um, when they decide to lock down, Oh, it, it, it gets ugly for the opponent. Yep. So I'm really excited to see, how all three of those guys in particular, I know Aaron Gordon as well, you know, and obviously our, our big three. Um, but I think those three guys that we just mentioned, and honestly, if this whole bones trade or something like that does happen, whoever the nuggets do bring in, they have to fit 
along that mold as well. It just yep. would not make sense for them to, to go out there and like bring in a guy like a Bryn Forbes who was here last year to take that spot when essentially we don't necessarily need, I mean, we still have, I know he's injured, but we still have like Colin G- uh, Gillespie and these different right. guys. Like we still have players who can play when they are in fact healthy. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously we hadn't even seen a whole lot of even uh, Devon Reed and guys like that. Like there's just different players that have some ability. So let's see what the Nuggets do in nine days, like you said, at the trading deadline um, and uh, see what happens. Obviously, I, I, you know, I, I did post about it tonight. The Nuggets' next game is at home against Golden State, and I will be in oh, the yeah. building. Um, you know, I will be in the building for that game. I'm Have excited. I'm taking. Time. Hey, I appreciate that. I'm actually taking um, the the boys that I do mentor. Um, I'm taking them to that game. So oh, very that'll cool. be such. Yeah, it'll be such a great experience. Um, just to kind of witness that with them. Oh, that's and, amazing. And, and for a couple of these, you know, a couple of these boys, this is the first time that they've ever been able to go to a game live. Oh, know? that's so, so cool. Yeah. Are so you a, are me, you a big brother? Well, yeah, basically I am. So I'm a, I'm a mentor to about nine different boys. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so it's, 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 it's such a, it's been such a pleasure doing it. Um, and I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity that I, that I am in right now doing that. So being able to one, enjoy the nuggets, get pretty good seats because um, I think we're like section 115 or something like that. So we're oh, pretty, we're, we're at a nice, nice spot. Um, oh, you know, we'll, awesome. get to, we'll get to hang out, you know, with, 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 with the boys and, and enjoy the game. And I'm hoping the nuggets win the game so that, you know, because if they, if they lose, I don't want to lose my voice for no reason, you know? So, there you go. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, I'll, you know, after that game and everything, um, I'll have definitely have my thoughts and stuff, seeing some things in person and, um, you know, definitely bring it back to the show. But Nelson, listen, man, I appreciate you as usual um, yeah, man. for being here. I know obviously this is a late show and, um, you know, but but we were able to get this out of the way. If, if, is there anything else you wanted to say to the people listening before we headed out of here? Oh, Nuggets Nation! We got the the big dub tonight, and um, Absolutely. and our and our boy had another triple double. Jamal Murray, thirty points. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things to be excited for. Um, I hope the whole thing with Bones um, settles soon. I'd like to see the young man stay here in Denver. Uh, but anyways, yeah, wonderful speaking with you as always, and everybody enjoy. Uh, the day and the evening and obviously the next game against the Warriors for you going to that game. Yes, sir. I sure will. So um, anybody, everybody listening to the show, it it has been a pleasure guys. Obviously we're watching a team that has championship aspirations and we kind of have to just accept that there are going to be some uncomfortable moments throughout the season. This bone situation is one of those things. Um, So we kind of just have to see how it plays out. Um, you know, I think regardless of what happens, you're going to have people who are happy and unhappy. That's, that's how the business goes. Um, but yeah, let's, let's hope for a Nuggets win against the Warriors, um, on Thursday. And I think they play the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday, I think. Um, so yeah, so, and that should be another home game as well. So yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun, but listen, everybody who is, you know, checking us out tonight, it was a fun night. Okay, it was a fun night. Every time the Nuggets win, it's always a good moment. So let's hope the winning continues. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Go Nuggets. Peace.